This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Hello everyone, uh, Paul Cochran again here. Um, Providence Advisors Group, I'm here with Garrett Crawford. Uh, Making Finances Easier uh, is the name of our little show here. And if you wanna find out more about us, you can go to makingfinanceseasier.com um, or our website, providenceadvisors.com, probably get you to the same place. And um, our phone number is 865-770-5031. Anything we talk about, if you'd like to uh, interact with us, feel free to give us a call. Uh, you're probably hearing this on a weekend, and we're not going to answer the phone on the weekend. Yeah, and they may uh, be hearing it right here on New Year's. So, wow. uh, Happy 2023 to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, um, uh, that's a – well, I'll tell you what. I, I didn't, didn't plan this, but um, what would be your ideal New Year's Eve celebration? Uh, ideal New Year's Eve um, – I've got I've got two, and you know I feel like everybody's favorite thing is what they grew up doing. <laughs> but, uh, w- w- one of the funniest ones was we had little kids there a few years ago, and we all got together, and uh, my brothers and I, and they were all like three, four, maybe five, but I don't even think five yet. And uh, we were not up for staying and uh, staying up until midnight. And so we just put on a YouTube video. The, the sun had literally just gone down. So this is like <laughs> six o'clock. And uh, I think we did some Paris countdown or something. And so about seven o'clock, it was pitch black out getting close to bedtime. We said, all right, guys, we're counting down to the New Year's. And we did our 10, 9, 8 down to zero. And we all blew our horns. And it was about 7.15 at night. But all the kids thought uh, it was midnight and the New Year's was rolling in and uh we did we we had a blast and got in bed by nine o'clock but uh you know growing up uh probably not for everybody but my parents uh and my aunt and uncle and one of my cousins we'd all go to their house and uh we would we'd we'd go over after dinner about eight o'clock at night nine o'clock and uh it's new year's is really that week between like christmas and uh you know january 1st so we all had like new christmas toys or whatever yeah. but we'd go over to my cousin's house and we'd all you know bring whatever we'd yeah. gotten for christmas <laughs> and uh, played some video games until the until the clock struck 12 and uh, we'd usually play a riveting game of trivial pursuit that none of us kids knew a single answer to uh but if you said, hey, what's, what's an ideal, uh, we're getting to the age where maybe my daughter might stay up with me. I, I haven't quite figured out if that's in her genes or not. But uh, I am kind of on the boat that I, I like staying up, and Eva would be not on that boat. So I'm not sure we'll ever celebrate a, a New Year's together. But as I'm saying all that, uh, my wife and I got married or got engaged on New Year's yeah, Eve. I so, remember that. So that, that obviously was way better than all those. So uh 
on New Year's Eve, we, re- we remember that was the night we got engaged in downtown uh, Nashville. In fact, Paul and Sandy and uh, Eva's brother were there, and that, that was a, a, a night to remember that, that I'll never was. forget. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, for us, uh, especially here as I've gotten older, I, I just don't stay up late. Sandy stays up a little bit later than I do, but, uh, man, I haven't seen the ball drop, and I can't remember when. I mean, literally, I, and this isn't some kind of virtuous thing. I just can't keep my eyes open. I mean, I just, I'm usually in bed um, uh, by the latest, 9 o'clock, usually. And, um, and of course, I get up uh, super-duper early, um, rarely uh, up, you know, rarely, usually up around 4-ish. Anyway, uh, so my ideal for Sandy and I really is maybe just a, uh, a fun dinner together or if we were doing something, you know, as families, you know, make it just a, uh, a fun kind of uh, celebratory dinner, but then just calling it a, a night early. Yeah. And for Sandy and I, what it'll probably mean is uh, we might even, uh, you know, plan to watch a movie, a stream a movie that night or something and maybe stay up a little later, maybe 9.30, <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, kind of go from there. But what I thought we'd do on this little episode, since it's the beginning of the year, end of the year, is really look at some lessons learned from 2022, observations learned from 2022, and then w- what that might do f- uh, for us in terms of our thought processes going into 2023. Um, so what have we learned? What observations can we make from 2022? And, and how will that m- maybe affect us going forward into the next year? Um, Paul, why don't, you, why don't you lead us off? Do you have a thought or two? You know, I do. And I think one of them is uh, kind of something that everyone has felt. Um, but it's it's been maybe more pronounced than any other year since I've been in this and I've I've been doing this a long time and that is uh, how distressing the bond market was this year Mm -hmm. so the aggregate bond index I don't have my computer open so I can't look it up but I'm guessing it was probably down 15% you know for the year and um, and so if you have an asset class that is normally going to be the ballast in your portfolio. It's usually going to vary somewhere between, you know, one and five percent. Well, when it's down 15 percent, it really does affect your portfolio, particularly if you're a conservative. So literally, we had situations where a 60-40 portfolio performed worse than a a portfolio that was just a hundred percent of dividend paying companies yeah and that's never happened before so that would be the the, the first one then I can talk in a minute about kind of some solutions but um, so that would be one kind of uh, uh, painful observation now interestingly bonds are paying uh, some some coupons now. Now bonds are actually profitable. In fact, we have a our, our just our stable value fund that is just these little short term uh, tr- treasuries. You know, it's it's in the you know the three to four percent range. In fact, right now you can go online and get a an online bank account. You know, with rates in that range. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Paul and I have been talking about this a lot. Really, the last couple weeks 
but we just, especially Paul and I, as we're helping our clients and their families, we we just have to always be reevaluating what we thought to be true (laughs) and uh, untouchable. We, you just have to keep an open mind. And so in the span of 12 months, uh, the bond market really has changed a lot. Uh, treasury rates have changed a lot. I bonds have changed a lot. Annuity payout rates have changed a lot. Uh, the way that our absolute yield portfolio generates income, the, the method hasn't changed, but the amount it's generating has changed. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Uh, boy, if I was retired, <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to keep up with all this. And mm-hmm. so Paul and I really have to challenge each other uh, and really our team that we're, we're looking at the market and looking at clients' portfolios as if they they were designed today. And so, you know, mm-hmm. some things mm-hmm. can be all weather and mm-hmm. they can uh, be kind of low maintenance. Mm-hmm. But you know, as soon as somebody says, hey, a 60-40 portfolio is, uh, you know, buy and hold forever, we had a lot of clients call about that, you know, uh, 40% in bonds this year and wondering, is that the smartest thing? And so uh, Paul and I, I just really feel like over the past three to four months have have kind of had to reevaluate uh, and relook at really all of our investment strategies just to make sure we're we're clear on how mm-hmm. much yield and income they're generating yes. uh, so that we're not taking more risk this year than we did last year based on how things have changed. Yes, I think keeping keeping that risk consistent, um, I think we first saw, for example, the volatility in one of our uh, income portfolios in uh, March of 2020. And uh, it grew back real impressively, but it showed us that where we thought it was taking about 50% of the risk of the market, it was taking more like 75% of the risk of the market. So part of what um, I love about what we do is is working to try and tailor um, each solution so that it fits the client. And so we don't ever want a situation where you know, people are saying, wow, I didn't know I could lose that much because they kind of know going into it what the downside is. And so um, so one of the things would be the, um, it would be the, um, the, the bond market clearly has been um, kind of a unique thing really since the Great Depression in, in some regards. Um, another thing would be the, um, kind of the influence um, of the Fed and really seeing how um, what they are doing, um, you know, we saw such relaxed monetary policy for so long where there were like basically zero interest rates and, uh, and then seeing them, them getting involved in a, in a powerful way. Um, just seeing that they don't have a scalpel <laughs> they don't have a way to laser you know do laser surgery uh, they're using a blunt instrument to try and slow things down and so watching the dynamics in the market when they say we have to slow things down and then when things start slowing down all the talking heads say oh my gosh things are slowing down and it's like no that's what we were trying to do you know and so um it, again it's tricky 
And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in your 30s and 40s, it's like, you know, it's it's really no big deal. But if you're 70, you know, it's like, well, dang, I, you know, this, this is concerning. And then now what I, you know, if you just turn on the TV, you, you can just throw a rock and find a talking head saying recession, recession. And, of course, we've talked about this on the show before that just because our, our, uh, our GDP decreases doesn't mean that stocks can't increase. In fact, mm-hmm. I think seven of the last 11 recessions, stocks did increase. Um, but it, it it definitely throws fear, you know, into everybody. Yeah, sure. And I think uh, I, I've heard this, I've read this, that uh, investing in the stock market, it's like it's the only thing in the world when things go on sale that we run away scared. <laughs> uh, and so, so it, you know, this has been a when when 2020 hit and the stock market dropped, it was real real uh, quick down, real quick back up. People, there's so much stuff going on. People, I think, barely had time to kind of take in everything before the stock market started hopping back up. And this year, I'd say 2022 has been more of a slow burn. Yeah. Uh, one percent here one percent there down and maybe up half a percent and it's just been a a slower longer decline and i think that starts to uh starts to wear on people but uh some of the conversations i know we've had this year and i you know i understand it i would be there too uh but when the stock market goes down it's it's a hard feeling after 10 months of it to want to invest more money in the stock market uh, when when it's going down and you know back testing and math and all the all these studies people do they say that's that's the best time mm-hmm. uh, to be investing money and so I think from a kind of client psychological perspective uh, perspective and understanding our biases and hindsight and thinking about the future. Uh, It has been an interesting year having lots of conversations with clients that based on where they're at, how old they are, that conversation looks a little different. But, you know, when you're in your, we have some clients that are in their 40s and, uh, you know, this is a a great time to keep investing and whether we should pay off mortgages at a fixed, you know, two or three percent rate. I've actually, I mean, I, I love that part of my job that we, you know, we aren't telling them they have to do this, but, uh, you know, it, it is a great time to keep investing even when the market is going down. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, the, um, th- this whole subject of, of investing when things are down, it kind of brings up another thing, you know, from 2022 that a lot of a lot of investing is is really counterintuitive, and I know our listeners have probably heard me say this a lot. But um, if if you hear kind of a thrust of where everybody's going, that's probably not where you should go. And so, um, yeah, because usually the headlines and the news are they're kind of lagging behind a little bit, and and um, and. You know, everybody's heard the, um, you know the, the, the wizard from from Omaha say, uh, you know he he wants to, you know be be greedy when everybody else is 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 scared, and he wants to be you know uh, scared when everybody else is greedy, you mm-hmm. know, and and or something to that effect, and so, um, part of what. I really have enjoyed about 2022 
is that our our financial team that we work with um, I really like how they've been innovative in thinking through uh, uh, additional add-ons into our toolbox that can navigate through the volatility. One of the ones I'm thinking about are these uh, these structured notes, these short-term, 18-month uh, and 24-month and 36-month structured notes. Some are designed more for just accumulation. Some are designed more for income. But wow, when I can add on to uh, a portfolio a buffer of 20%, meaning that that if I own this, that the market can go down another 20% and I won't lose anything. Yeah. Uh, for a part of my money, that can be a real, real helpful tool. And then... Um, uh, some of them have even had it. We had a in fact one last month. It was a 100% buffer, and so really then your risk has to do with well, how strong is that bank yeah. really? So that would be one thing. And then the other thing that that we've been using here in the last several months has been these uh, these various kind of buffered outcome ETFs that allow you to have some downside protection. And that's a little bit of a moving target because the, the, the managers are able to go into uh, those and even extend the caps on, mm-hmm. on you know what you would earn. But I, I think another big lesson for me from 2022 is um, kind of that debate that we've talked about before on the show about active management versus passive management, the pros and cons of each. Um, I've uh, preached the pros and cons of each uh, through the years. And I think a lot of times um, it, it is difficult. I, a, a strong, strong case can be made that so much of the active trading that goes on is just like riding a bicycle. It gives you something to do, but you're not getting anywhere. Um, but on the other hand, uh, in times like these, and I think, and when I say like these, I think particularly uh, since 2020, since COVID, active management has really had its day in the sun, where we can, our our investment team is able to pivot to companies that. Maybe they're on sale. <laughs> Maybe there's a, a, a dividend decrease or a dividend increase that they can take advantage of. Um, they have really been able to um, kind of flex their muscle a little bit in terms of adding value to what we're doing. Now, you and I both know that most of the value that we add to people is a lot of times it's just the advice and different things that we can bring to the table that save them money it just trims away fat around the edges that saves them it, it actually pays for our feed just the advice alone so when we can also add uh you know a few basis points and some additions from the positive returns from active management it's just icing on the cake yeah well i i i agree with all that and i was just sitting here thinking uh People are going to be hearing this at the beginning of a new year, and I couldn't. I could probably list off three or four of our clients right now that I've been talking to this week 
that retirement is looming in the new year and uh, they're trying to get all their finances kind of buttoned up at the end of this year just so they kind of are, are going uh, smoothly into a retirement date. And so uh, to switch the topic a little bit, I think the end of the year always brings up this kind of mystery of what the upcoming year is going to look like and how's the market going to perform. I was talking to uh, somebody I know just yesterday and, uh, you know, they were they were they'd like to retire uh, Medicare costs or, you know, uh, they're aware of them, <laughs> uh, making sure they, they can pay for those out of pocket for a spouse that might not be 65 yet, mm-hmm. uh, how their 401k fits into the pension options. Uh, I, I really feel like, uh, some of these questions you're talking about the bond market and fed and making sure i i have enough to retire but i'm still going to be working another six months into 2023 how do i how do i glide into that date and make sure that i'm not gonna you know the market's kind of choppy choppy waters right now i don't want to be caught with too much risk in the uh in my investment portfolio and i really feel like that's that's kind of our wheelhouse there's there's lots of moving pieces there but um you know if if you're approaching 2023 and retirement is on the horizon for this year that's something where i really feel like uh you know if you did want to call us uh again 865-770-5031 or visit our website making finances easier com. Uh, you can click the button, schedule a meeting, and it just sets up like a 30-minute phone call with Paul or I. And, uh, you know, there is no charge for that phone call, but we would basically uh, kind of hear you out, see if we, we, we might be a good fit. And uh, we'd have you come visit the office, or we could do it via Zoom, whatever your preference is. And we'd basically just kind of want to, want to hear what's working for you, what's not working for you, what are your pain points, what are you trying to solve? And how do, how do we get you to that retirement date in 2023 uh, successfully yeah. where, where you don't have to go to bed each night wondering, is my 401k going to drop by 20%? If it goes up 20%, you know, that's fine. <laughs> We're yeah. all okay with that. Yeah. But uh, what we don't want is the, the downside of it going down much further than we expected. We just worked with the client just yesterday and they said I'm losing money in my 401k they were their new client and so we're we're just looking at it to make sure we can get him to a retirement date uh in a position that he he can do the things that he wants to do and so we it, it's just a, a first meeting you can come to our office or zoom again and we'll just kind of ask you questions no charge and uh and bounce ideas off and we, we could see if we'd be a good fit yeah that's good i look at 2023 and i take the lessons from 2022 and um along kind of to your point I can think of four key ways that we can generate income. Let's say if somebody says, you know, I don't, you know, I'm retired, I've got some money in savings, but I don't want to risk it. Or, you know, how how could I generate income without uh, unduly risking my principal? Um, And so uh, an annuity salesman is going to say, wow, have I got a deal for you? (laughs) But there are other ways to do it without locking your money up for 10 years necessarily. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but again, I just would say exercise caution. But I can think of at least four ways that uh, that that can be done. So if you'd like to find out, you know, what those are, how you could increase your income and uh, still have some control of your money, still have it liquid, uh, 865-770-5031. And uh, on behalf of the whole team here at Providence, 
uh, Garrett and I just wish you a happy new year, and we uh, hope to meet and talk with you. Yeah, I I even look forward to another year of doing these radio shows here on Saturday morning. So uh, we, we hope you tune in, and uh, Paul and I are planning uh, to hopefully this make this a real valuable uh, radio show for you. So, uh, yeah, happy 2023. Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis and Providence Wealth Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for information purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.